Welcome to today's conversation. Super excited, as always, to see you here. Lots of big things to talk about today. As usual, shout out, of course, if you're joining this conversation here on the YouTube live stream or listening later on the Apple or Spotify podcast. So today we have some big things to talk about. I want to talk about Bitcoin and its correlation to, well, different things, some very weird correlations that are going on right now that are kind of surprising to me, to be honest. We're going to be talking about those correlations what they could mean, of course. Also talking about what's going on with Solana, the latest news from the Solana ecosystem, and who the heck has been selling their Ethereum recently? The answers are surprising. So let's go ahead and get straight into the goods and talk about the price of Bitcoin. A tale as old as time, or at least 15 years or so old. But yeah, the price of Bitcoin today, guys, what is up with the price of Bitcoin? Let's dig in and discuss. So we have seen the price of Bitcoin coming down over the last few days. Obviously, we had a beautiful rally the other day here up to almost $29,000 uh, on the 6th and actually hit um, about $29,000 on the 2nd of October. So that got us into our October enthusiasm. And then October has kind of been turning into wrecked. October. Still a lot of time to go in October, though, and people tend to have recency bias and give too much importance to the last few days of price action versus the big picture of what's actually happening. The fact that Bitcoin continues to put in these basically higher lows, which has been going on for a very long time now. If we go all the way back to November 2022, we've been putting in higher lows going up. Obviously, we are hanging on a bit by a thread at the moment. We don't want to fall below $25,000 for Bitcoin, but still, we have been putting in those higher lows for a while now. Interesting as well, something I'd like to point out here is that on that most recent price dive yesterday, today, I guess, um, we actually bounced off of the 200-day exponential moving average. So I do like to see that if that you're going to bounce anywhere. Hey, that's an interesting place to bounce. So we'll see if that ends up giving us much meaning or not. The daily candle, still about 11 and a half hours to go from the time of uh, having this conversation. So if we can close above the 200-day exponential moving average and the 50-day moving average, or maybe this is all just a bit of retest. We'll see how it plays out. Interesting as well, I found these numbers very surprising. Crypto holders are stashing away Bitcoin worth $1.35 billion each month. That's according to Glassnode and their on-chain data. Now that $1.35 billion a month, this is some serious cash we're talking about here. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of Bitcoin. And this is largely just regular people buying, right? Yeah, you get your Michael Saylors coming in and buying. And yeah, we're going to have spot Bitcoin ETFs before you know it. But a lot of just regular buyers out there. Stack and sats, paying attention now. This is now 1.35 billion a month now at a time when sentiment has been pretty rough. I know we've had some little pops in sentiment like, oh my gosh, we're going to spot Bitcoin ETF. Yeah, I get it. But overall, sentiment 2023 has been pretty, pretty sad. Let's say I know we've had our moments of excitement and joy. 
But all this macro stuff continues to weigh really, really heavily on the markets right now where people are worried about the bond markets and the interest rates and all this stuff. And that stuff does have an impact without a doubt. But it's interesting how we've been correlating to all of these different things because when you start to dig into it, you find some pretty surprising answers. So, But shout out, of course, to all the people who are just diligently stacking sats every damn month regardless of what's happening in the markets. $1.35 billion a month. Keep it classy, guys. I love it. So this is the S&P 500 index. Now you're going to notice something very, very interesting here. For the last few days, the S&P 500 has been rallying higher. Bitcoin's been dumping down. S&P 500 going up. Now we discussed in our last stream that we have seen increasing decorrelation between Bitcoin and the equity markets, which is interesting and also a bit frustrating because the stock markets are benefiting from risk on attitudes. So that is to say that when the market feels like taking a little more risk, maybe they're looking at getting out of bonds, for example, they go and chase after stocks. But Bitcoin has been stubbornly moving in the opposite direction a lot of times. So we have seen a lot less correlation with Bitcoin to the equity markets as we have traditionally seen. There's times, of course, increased and decreased correlation, obviously, between the asset classes, as there is with the S&P 500 and gold and uh, other assets as well. But it's a weird correlation to be seeing at the moment where you would think that if there's a more risk-on attitude coming into the markets, we would see that benefiting Bitcoin. But that has not been the case recently. So that's quite interesting to note here. This is the U.S. dollar index. Now, this is showing that the U.S. dollar has a chance to have potentially hit a peak here, a local peak. Obviously, a slight retracement is in play right now, and there is a golden cross underway that came in for that back in the middle of September, showing that the dollar is once again showing a lot of strength. We'll see if we can get a significant retracement on this or not, topping out where it did around uh, 107 pretty important area uh, overall if you look back at previous uh, times we've come in around there but we'll see if we can get a significant retracement on that or not in the coming days and weeks but another weird correlation the same time the dollar index is falling bitcoin's falling now look these are all short-term correlations right long term we tend to uh, benefit when the dollar index goes down so you'll see where the dollar index falls Long-term, Bitcoin will pick up on that correlation and move up. That's how it usually works anyway, but not all the time, apparently. Here's another one. This is the U.S. government 10-year bond yield going down. The topping on that, potentially looking like we could see a decent retracement coming in. We have two strong candles right at the top here that had strong wicks down from the top potentially creating a bit of a smaller double top scenario there for the 10-year bond yields. We'll see how that plays out, of course. But very interesting to note as well, well, bonds are selling off and the dollars falling, Bitcoin's going right down along with it while stocks are up. The correlations are very odd at the moment. Here's an interesting one for you as well. 
An analyst warns of the U.S. dollar collapse, but predicts that Bitcoin owners will benefit. They also say that gold owners will benefit. This is from the global financial services firm Jefferies. They warn the collapse of the U.S. dollar paper standard to the benefit of gold bullion owners and owners of Bitcoin. He explained that the Federal Reserve and other G7 central banks will not be able to exit from unconventional monetary policy in a benign manner and will ultimately remain committed to the ongoing central bank balance sheet expansion in one form or another. Essentially, the current monetary policies of central banks is broken and that is going to break in a much bigger way than a lot of people can imagine you can't just keep printing money forever you can't and we saw recently that the u.s added another half trillion dollars of debt in like two weeks 10 days something absurd at those kind of levels we're talking about like some pretty nasty historical comparisons. And the only reason the USA has been able to do this is because of its status as the global reserve currency. As that becomes increasingly threatened and challenged, it becomes a lot harder for the USA to print its way out of any of the mess that it tries to print its way out of. In that situation where we see central banks around the world mass stacking gold right now, exiting US treasury bonds, interesting things are afoot in the global geopolitical sphere and how Bitcoin fits into all that is as the native internet asset, the digital gold of the internet as the apex predator of money. Gold, gold's cool, but gold's like uh, central bank money. It's boomer money, right? If you want to talk about internet money, internet gold, it's Bitcoin. It's Bitcoin. And as we continue to see dysfunction in fiat currency, whether we talk about the dollar or the euro or the yen or any of the other real basket case currencies, look at Argentina and Turkey and Venezuela and all these places. It's a mess out there. And Bitcoin holders have largely been sailing these waters of fiat insanity quite well, especially when you look across a higher time frame. Because yes, Bitcoin in the short term is volatile. But if you look across shorter time frames, you start to see a very, very different picture. You start to see a situation where actually Bitcoin has been doing superbly well against fiat currencies. Over the last 15 years, for example, Bitcoin's up dramatically versus the dollar. And yeah, I know, I know, I know if you'd gone all in at the top for $69,000 and you're still holding while you're down a lot. But if you'd actually been dollar cost averaging every single week into Bitcoin, you're actually up right now. You understand that, right? You'd be up right now. So that's very something much to keep in mind here, that long-term stacking, long-term time frame thinking with Bitcoin is a winning strategy, or has proven to be a winning strategy over time. The dollar is going in one direction, and it's inevitable it will keep going in that direction. It's the same with all their central bank funny money. They're going to zero, essentially. They will keep going down and down and down. You will keep losing purchasing power. They will keep debasing the currency, handing it straight to their Wall Street mates and everybody else, their London mates, their Paris mates, whoever else it might be. They front run you on the inflation and they get to get the money for basically nothing. It's a pretty scammy operation the central banks have going on here. And our chance to opt out of that is with Bitcoin. So it's good that we have the alternative there because fiat currencies are going to keep trending downwards. Just look at any historical graph of any fiat currency. They all go like this. Straight down. Look at Bitcoin. Yeah, it's volatile, but it's going up over time. 
Something worth noting, I would feel. Okay, let's get into the next part of the story here. So this is a, I'm just going to share this because this is funny. Bitcoin analysts pointing out the McRib being a potential bullish sign for Bitcoin. Talk about correlations. That This is definitely a markets are bored and we need to find a reason. <laughs> right? Holy cow. Yes, the McRib is coming back. Congratulations, McDonald's and all the McRib fans. But it's interesting to see how this has correlated over time. And start to realize that with, when you talk about correlation, you find sometimes you're really stretching a bit to try and find correlations and that you can actually do all kinds of different assets and things like this. And well, are they actually correlating? Eh, it's hard to say sometimes, but we can see here's a chart over time of the McRib. We can see back in 2016 when the McRib was released. Well, markets rallied. Same in 2017, 2018, the McRib came in just before the doom and gloom times of December 2018 when the price dropped by 50%. The McRib in 2019 came in just before a big rally, although markets were already starting to cool off quite a bit by that point. The McRib in 2020 came in right before the big damn rally. Again, in 2021, McRib was released actually right near an interesting bottom before a massive rally came in once again. And in 2022, the McRib was released just before a massive crushing sell-off. So there's not really much correlation there, but I think the one thing I want to bring up with this example is that realistically, we will try to find, or the way our brains work is we will try to find patterns all over the place. We'll try to find correlation in all sorts of things. And some of it has more value than others. The McRib correlations, obviously not a very great or serious correlation when it comes down to it. And we have to take a lot of these other economic factors with a grain of salt as well. Bitcoin is a unique asset in a lot of ways. And the reality of that unique asset is that over time, it has not correlated enough and it's it's a, a unique enough asset that is definitely worth paying attention to and in my opinion definitely worth having as much as you can get your hands on not financial advice obviously 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 now let's uh before we get into the big Ethereum and big Solana news. Just a quick shout out. If you're a cryptocurrency trader, you need to get yourself an account over on Bybit. It is the best damn place to do your trading if you are a trader. So go and check it out. They got you covered on the futures markets. They got you covered on hotspot altcoin markets. They have very popular copy trading. And if you use the link down below in the description to start your account, you get up to $30,000 in deposit and trading bonuses depending on how much you deposit and how much you trade. By the way, if you don't use my link to do that, referral link obviously if you don't use that referral link to do it the bonus is only five thousand dollars so significant benefit if you are going to be trading over here on bybit to go ahead and click that referral link benefits everybody thank you in advance if you are a trader and if you do use that link to sign up now let's talk about ethereum so the ethereum foundation has sold 2.7 million dollars worth of ethereum over on uniswap the other day now that that's a very 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 small number of ethereum i would just like to point that out but the thing that's getting people excited here is that very often in the past, when the Ethereum Foundation sells Ethereum, 
it marks a local top. Now, is that going to be the case this time? Hard to say. Again, we have lots of macro fears. People are generally still very pessimistic about risk assets. The markets are still in a state of extreme uncertainty. Fear is everywhere in markets. And there's a lot of predictions. Bitcoin's going down to 12K. Ethereum's going under $1,000, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's very popular right now to be bearish. And I don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen either. We all have our guesses, right? But one thing that I'm reminded of is that at these kinds of moments in the market, bear euphoria actually starts to be a real thing where the contrarians, the bears, or it's not even contrarian to be bearish anymore. It's sort of the consensus to be bearish right now. But the bears start to get overly cocky. We'll see if that ends up playing out or not. Of course, Bitcoin has been one of the best performing assets of the year. So that's definitely something to keep note of. But still, it makes you think. Makes you think, doesn't it? Anyway, I don't think the Ethereum Foundation selling a few million bucks worth of ETH is a big deal. But if, hey, if they nailed the, you know, they nailed it again and the market's about to dump by 50%, well, then hats off to Vitalik. Man, that dude's got a bigger Johnson than any of us actually realize. Okay, so. It's not just the Ethereum Foundation. $2.7 million of sell pressure doesn't really mean anything. Although, here is what does mean something. Crypto whales have unloaded $8.5 billion worth of Ethereum since February 2023. So they've been selling right throughout the year huge amounts of Ethereum. Now, in spite of that, the price of Ethereum has held up relatively well during that time. So that's something to keep in mind of. In spite of all that selling, you know, ETH has done pretty okay throughout the year. And of course, we have huge amounts of Ethereum going into the staking contract. It's actually twice as much Ethereum now in the staking contract as compared to what's sitting on exchanges. Layer twos are taking off in a massive, massive way. So yeah, some whales sold their Ethereum. Everybody's got different reasons for selling. And whales selling their Ethereum doesn't necessarily mean that, well, they sold because the price is going to $100 or something like that. These are the kind of narratives that often get created around such selling events. The reality is people are always buying and selling. And some crypto whales, well, we give them a lot of credit for, well, these guys are just some kind of unique geniuses in the market. And they're just, they're playing 40 chess out here. Some of them, some of them are, some of them are, but a lot of whales, they just got lucky, man. I mean, honest, honestly, honestly, and look, I know that luck is hard work plus being in the right place and knowing the right people and all that stuff. But you got to think, like, honestly, if you had the money to buy truckloads of Ethereum back in 2018, then easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy made a lot of money. Or if you were in the right place, right time to buy the Ethereum ICO. I mean, there are people who bought the Ethereum ICO who they've just been sitting on their coins for years. Remember, we covered the story maybe two or three, four months ago, something like that, about the guy who had not moved his coins since the Ethereum ICO, and they finally moved their coins after years. And it's like hundreds of millions of dollars. They don't even care. They don't even... Some people were just so early on stuff, they have so much money. It it, it looks like, man, the 100, you know, 200 IQ, super giga brains, like how they just got, they got in early. That's 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 the, the long and short of it. You get in early, 
And that's where a lot of the gains are made by believing early in technology in this space. And there's still a lot of those opportunities around. Now, look, my portfolio is largely Bitcoin and Ethereum, about 75% right now. But what's going to make me the big money on the next market cycle is not the 75% of money sitting in Bitcoin and Ethereum. It's going to be the 25 to 30% of money sitting in altcoins. That's where the big gains are going to come in my portfolio in the next market cycle because accumulating now is early for a lot of these coins. And there are new coins that have come out in 2023 that are interesting and are worth paying attention to. Some of those are going to go on to be winners. Some of them aren't going to be winners. And that's just how it is. The trick, of course, is trying to find which ones the winner is going to be. And for some things, it has felt more obvious over time, like buying buying Ethereum back in early 2020. No, early 2019. Gosh, we're going back now, aren't we? Buying lots of Ethereum early 2019 or right throughout 2019, to be honest. It felt pretty obvious, just like for me. Buying uh, chain link, obviously I have a big bag of chain link, why I'm talking about it, but uh, having a bag of it, if you want to see my full portfolio risk disclosure, you can always find that in the description of these videos. Anyway, but the reason I'm buying lots of chain link and my average entry price right now is around seven bucks is that it feels obvious. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm wrong often in markets. And that's something that you're probably going to experience as well. You're going to be wrong a lot of the time. The question is not how often you're wrong, it's how often you're able to be wrong and cut your downside and how often, of course, uh, that being wrong doesn't destroy you. So you're going to be wrong a lot of the time, but you got to be right sometimes too. And when you're right, let those winners run. Don't jump out too damn early. A lot of people make that mistake too. You get in, let's say you get the perfect entry on. Yeah, I got great, great price on Chainlink. You're in at seven bucks and you sell it at 14 bucks. Man, I made a lot of money and that goes 140 bucks. You're like, crap, I could have made a lot more money. We're still really, really early in the cycle. If 15K back in, what was it, November uh, last year, if that was the bottom, well, fantastic. Fantastic. That means that that's the start of a new cycle. Could take a while, could take a long while for things really to heat up. But this is the early stages of a new cycle. Seriously. Okay, so let's let's continue on. Let's continue on. Talking about Ethereum here. Let's talk about altcoins more broadly. Because I think this is something that's very interesting. And obviously, a lot of people who have altcoin bags want to talk about. Bitcoin dominance just hit a three months high as hammered altcoins risk a big dive. Look, it has been a tough time to be an altcoin holder. And yes, there have been a lot of altcoin opportunities throughout the year. Uh, we've covered a lot of those. Whether it be, I mean, gosh, it feels like it feels like a long time ago that Pepe coin was like the thing. The new paradigm of money, Pepe coin, frog coin. It's been a pretty crazy year when you really dig into it. And there has been a lot of opportunities to make a lot of money off of a lot of different coins. And there's been the rise of new social uh, FI platforms. There's been the meme coins. There's been AI coin hype and 20 other different narratives that have run the course throughout the year. There's always opportunities in the altcoin markets, even though it's high risk. You have to keep in mind there is a lot of risk when playing the altcoin game, obviously. but the safe bet is Bitcoin. And when we get Bitcoin spot ETFs, Bitcoin dominance is going to go even higher. Altcoins will probably 
take a bit of a beating around that exact time. But once everybody gets their fill of Bitcoin, and this is how market cycle money flows in the market work, right? Bitcoin starts, lots of money flows into Bitcoin, people get their Bitcoin. And once it reaches a certain price, the risk reward for a lot of investors is not going to be so attractive. Now, look, you're going to have people who are going to stack for long term regardless, right? But then when Bitcoin's 50, 60, 100K, whatever it's going to be, for example, people start looking, well, where can I get better returns? Market's hot. Money's coming in. We had $10 billion full into Bitcoin, whatever it might be. And people start going, well, where am I going to make the money now? And they start looking at, well, I got some Ethereum. And then they start, well, I got some Chainlink or Solana or whatever else. And money starts flowing down. Eventually, of course, it ends up in NFTs and meme coins and micro cap coins. And then we repeat, repeat all the madness again. That's kind of how market cycles work. Now, let's talk about Solana. Here's some pretty crazy stuff going on in the Solana ecosystem recently. So just one game on Solana is doing more daily transactions than all of Polygon. Yo, well done, Solana. Well done. Sage Labs, a web game from the team behind Star Atlas, made up 15% of all Solana activity on Sunday and surpassed Polygon Network's total. That's crazy numbers. Crazy numbers. This shows, though, that Solana's back in a big way. And it really also underlines you only need one killer app on your blockchain to, to go next level. It's actually mind-blowing to see how much interest and activity can come from just one application. Avalanche is a great example. Stars Arena, I guess, will come back at some point. They're planning on refunding all the people who lost money in their hack and stuff like that. Anyway, that one application taking off saw the number of daily transactions on Avalanche basically double. And it also saw like trading volumes on Trader Joe, which is like the biggest uh, exchange on the Avalanche network, also like double. One killer app can have huge outsized impacts. It's very, very fascinating how that works. And so when you look at Solana, which has all these different things going on, this game is just one, one game, just one freaking game taking up 15% of the network. Very impressive numbers when you really think about it. Maybe we will see off the grid, which is something I'm a private investor, uh, private round investor in, by the way, but off the grid, beautiful looking game coming to Avalanche in the not so distant future. One to keep an eye on, starting to get some big attention from Web2 gaming influencers. So keep an eye out for that one later when it comes out. Anyway, Solana has been the comeback kid of 2023, obviously from the deep pessimism of the FTX collapsed to where we are right now. I think they've done an incredible job at rebuilding themselves and keeping people engaged and interested with what's going on in the blockchain. When you look at the, the games that are coming out or like the Shopify partnership, any of that kind of stuff, it's all really, really big news. So pretty cool stats here for Solana. Solana's total value locked hits new high for 2023. Pretty cool. Money's starting to come back into the Solana ecosystem. That's what that means. People are starting to re-enter. Capital in crypto tends to be pretty mercenary in the sense that if Solana is offering me something that's going to make me better money than Polygon, that's where my money's going. If Arbitrum's offering me something that's going to make me better money than 
optimism. That's where our money's going. And as we see interchain operability continuing to get good, well, that then opens up the door for a lot more of this to happen. Pretty cool, though. Solana upgrades upgrade ushers in a new era of private transactions. So Solana has successfully, successfully implemented its 1.16 upgrade, introducing several new features, including improved runtime support for zero-knowledge proofs and enhancements for validators. However, the highlight of this upgrade is the confidential transfers, a feature that allows fully encrypted transactions for SPL tokens, that's Solana tokens, bolstering using privacy. Yes, 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 fantastic. Great news for the Solana ecosystem, a great upgrade. We absolutely need increased privacy across blockchains. I think the current state of blockchains leaves a lot to be desired by the average user, to be honest. And Solana bringing in increased privacy, fantastic, fantastic. Very strong technology. And definitely a technology I think your average user wants to have available to them. Now, you may not always care about using privacy for your transactions. But there's definitely some things you want to use and have privacy for. There's a lot of different reasons from if you think about like institutions or people buying stuff or bids or any of these kind of things. Sometimes the blockchain's a little too transparent. So these privacy transactions are going to be a big deal. So I think it's a fantastic upgrade for Solana and makes a very powerful addition to their overall technology stack. Now, the last bit of Solana news here for the day. This one right here. Massive inflows from institutions so solana has seen an astounding inflow of more than 20 million dollars this week from financial institutions now, 20 million dollars grand scheme not a huge amount of money but for institutional inflows into these uh different products that are available to them that is pretty interesting so we are seeing definitely that solana is getting a lot of interest from big players and that matters that matters because those are the same institutions that when the time comes are going to pump this thing like crazy. They're seeing the potential of this asset. A lot of people out there are talking like, hey, Solana is going to be the, the new paradigm of money. It's going to be the new, it's going to be this cycle's Ethereum, essentially. Now, I'm not sure I totally agree with all that sentiment. We have a lot of competition from Ethereum layer twos to other layer ones that are coming out. But you can see that there's a critical mass of support building behind Solana. I think that's something that's worth paying attention to. And I say that as someone who currently has no position in Solana. I mean, I've got like five soul, four soul, I don't know. An inconsequential amount of Solana sitting on my Solana wallets so that if I need to make transactions on Solana, I got it covered. But that's about it. I don't have an investment stack of Solana, but I certainly understand why people have been looking at it and getting into it from an investment perspective. So it's pretty interesting. Now, before we dive into answering your questions, just a quick note, if you're not signed up to the Wealth Mastery newsletter yet, you are missing the heck out. Every single week, three times to your inbox, the best damn crypto newsletter out there. We cover huge amounts of alpha in every single issue from altcoin alpha, DeFi tutorials, airdrops, the news, technical analysis, and much, much more. You can sign up for free and join our 75,000 weekly readers by using the link down below in the description, or you can go to just go to thewealthmastery.io. That's thewealthmastery.io.